The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. It is Tuesday, April 11th. Payoff Pitch comes your way every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We're here three days a week. Looking forward to this slate. 15 Gamer, myself, Sean Zarillo, and Anthony DeBundo. Good to have you with us. All right, fellas, we'll start with uh, best bets. Some horses on the mound today. We'll find out if we're going to go underdog galore like we did on Monday. Again, I feel bad and like an unfinished uh, product as far as hosting concerns, not mentioning Patrick Corbin yesterday. Congrats if you cashed on Patrick Corbin. So we turn our attention to Tuesday. Zerillo, a best bet that you are targeting on this big slate. Everyone's in action. Yeah, a lot of first five money lines that I like, both individually or as parlay pieces. The Yankees' first five line has moved up a bit closer to minus 190, but Considering there's about four or five first five lines that I like here to mix around in parlays, I would say the Yankees up to minus 190, my favorite of the bunch. I have found a lot of value betting on Garrett Cole since the start of last season. I put in my article today in that June 2021 press conference where he admitted to using sticky stuff, basically all but admitted to it. Uh, then you saw his spin rates drop over the rest of that season. Cole went 500 against the first five money line cost you a few hundred dollars. If you bet it every game since the start of the 2022 season, he's won them 75% of the time. He's 24, eight and six, 11.3% ROI. If you bet that every single time two and zero to start this year, I've generally found that the market is hate fading Cole or doing something where they just don't like betting into him. And generally, I've found value uh, at open betting on him. So the Yankees up to about minus 190 in a parlay for the first five innings, minus 182 straight. I think are both fine bets. About as significant of a pitching advantage as I could project for any team in any matchup. Roughly a two and a half run projection in terms of an ERA number between Garrett Cole and Hunter Gaddis. That does pop up again on this slate with Jacob DeGrom. 
in his matchup, but it's a rarity to get a projection gap that wide between two starting pitchers. So generally when I see a number that wide, I do show value on a big first five favorite. And that is the case here, but I expect the number to be a little wider. I have it at minus 200. Minus 190 as we speak at BetMGM. Hunter Gaddis is coming off a good start against Oakland. Six innings of one hit ball. And you were on Gaddis. And as Zerillo mentioned, opening pitch available, actionnetwork.com, action network app. He breaks down uh, projections and his picks for the day. Some good analysis in there. You were on Gaddis in a start against Seattle last week. You saw the edge, but Cole just jumps out to too much. Yeah, it's all matchup based. You know, I, I just like the Mariners defense against the or the, the Guardians defense against the Mariners in a low scoring game. Defense matters a little less when you're playing a team like the Yankees who can hit the ball out of the ballpark, unlike the Guardians. So very matchup dependent. But yeah, I just think a massive edge for Garrett Cole here. Garrett Cole, also, in two starts to Bundo, no home runs allowed to this point. Well, that's what I was going to say is that you know, with Garrett Cole, the biggest problem he's had, and I think part of the reason why you see the hate fading, besides the fact that he's a Yankee, is that when he tends to get blown up, he tends to give up homers in bunches, and people remember those things. They remember the blow-up starts, which he certainly had a few. Uh, he he very rarely uh, doesn't have his best stuff. When he does, he tends to get rocked, uh, and so that kind of inflates some of the, the perception and the numbers on him, but his biggest problem has traditionally been home runs. And the Guardians are one of the worst slugging and isolated power teams in the entire league. Uh, and that's why he dominated them twice in the playoffs uh, last year. So I like this matchup. I agree with Sean. I also bet the Yankees first five. My best bet is going to be at Citizens Bank Park tonight. Over seven and a half runs. Aaron Nola and uh, Jesus Lazardo. And I love both of these pitchers. Two of my favorite pitchers probably in all of baseball. But this is purely weather-based. And I think the market is a little short on Citizens Bank Park tonight. Projected first pitch wind west southwest, which is straight out to about right, right center. Uh, 14 miles an hour at first pitch, still going to be around 10 by nine o'clock. 71 degrees at first pitch. That's a very favorable hitting environment. And I think that you, you will struggle to find uh, a park besides Wrigley that's more wind affected than Citizens Bank Park. So I like the over seven and a half. Again, like I like these pitchers a lot, but I just think that the uh, market should be closer to eight with the run environment uh, at the bank being the way it will be tonight. All right. Very good. So a first five play, and then we've got an overplay Phillies Marlins from DeBundo. Let's find out if we're going to fade the public on this Tuesday, a lot of public sides. And it's sort of to Zarillo's point. If you like some first fives, there are some stars on the mound today. You got Garrett Cole, Jacob deGrom, Shohei Otani is on the mound tonight for the angels. We're going to look at Orioles athletics. And these were, we actually highlighted this series yesterday, but Zarillo and BJ Cunningham chose to pass. The Orioles are getting close to 90% of the bets, very close to most of the money, if not all of it, uh, for the Orioles to take down the A's. That is the, uh, the big public side for today. Oakland plus 150 on the money line, Baltimore minus 185. Zarillo, you are, though, today into Baltimore, but a first five angle for us. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? I am. I believe this is the first time we've had a chance to talk about Grayson Rodriguez pitching in the major leagues on this podcast. We talked about him a little bit from a AL Rookie of the Year perspective in the preseason's award podcast, but I'm very high on G-Rod immediately out of the gates. I think he can be a number two starter over the course of a full season, a sub three two five. ERA, that's what I think he can carry over the course of a full season. He's going to have starts 
where he doesn't have his command, where he falls apart completely and gets blown up. But in the aggregate, I do expect him to be fairly dominant immediately. This kid has a high-level arm, one of the best pitching prospects in baseball. Command was the main concern, not only at the end of his minor league polishing, but also in spring training this year. It was the justification they used to send him down until Kyle Bradish got hurt in his start against the Rangers. And they had to bring him out to face Jacob DeGrom. He pitched very well in that starting against Jacob DeGrom after the first inning. He found his command. Going to be watching closely. There's a bunch of young pitchers who come up and seem to have this tendency when they're very talented to lose their command completely for one inning every start. Something I remember very vividly about Noah Syndergaard. When Otani was first starting his major league career, he would do it a lot too. They just seem to have this one inning every start where the command is empty. They walk three guys. And if they get the double play and get out of the inning, they'll be fine. But if they don't, they may get blown up and give up four or five runs. So Grayson did that in his first start. I didn't watch a lot of his minor league career, but I am familiar with his skill set. Curious to see if he's going to be a guy who consistently has these moments from start to start where he's shaky, or maybe it was just the blip in his first major league inning. But Orioles up to about minus 185, where I like Baltimore for today on the first five line. Pretty big pitching advantage. I give him over Kyle Miller. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. Oakland, worst record in baseball at two and eight entering Tuesday. They have been a good over team uh, to this point in the year, but that might reflect what they're doing on the mound as opposed to at the plate. DeBundo, we fading the public today. Are we taking the Oakland A's or Baltimore? Yeah, I don't have anything bets here on this game, but I will talk about Grayson. Uh, five pitches, all graded above average by Stuff Plus in his debut. Only pitch he was able to actually locate was the fastball. That's a definitely a little bit of a concern in terms of you know being able to locate the breaking ball too. The breaking balls too. That's really the next step for him. Uh, but very impressive. Anybody who has five pitches that are all above average uh, is going to be a very, very, very good uh, high end ceiling talent. So I would be Orioles or nothing for me as well. Uh, Kyle Muller has had a decent start, but again, like we talk about in pitches being about, above average, he has one uh, that he's thrown more than six times this year that's graded above average, and that's his curveball. Fastball is really bad, so he's more of a command guy. Uh, and it used to be true that the Orioles were better against lefties. Now they're better against righties, uh, yeah. just how the lineups changed. I miss those days. I used to bet the Orioles every time they played a lefty. But uh, now... Uh, not as much of a split difference for them. So I'm I'm passing here. Yeah, and they also changed their park too, where it just fit it suits them better to be more left-handed lineup and pulling the ball to a wall that they can actually reach instead of that abomination of a left field wall that we like to talk about in Baltimore. So it's it's just it's it's hilarious in April trying to watch right-handed pit- hitters pull something out of that park. Like it just seems impossible. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. 
only must be 21 or older to wager 19 or older in Ontario new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from ensuance excludes Michigan disassociated persons please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado DC Kansas Louisiana Nevada Wyoming or Virginia 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana Maryland New Jersey or West Virginia 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi in Ontario if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Underdogs were a theme of the podcast yesterday. Not as many dogs we like today. However, we do have a section in the pod where we try to target an underdog. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh, there's my dog. Uh, where's my dog? Biggest dog on the slate today, Kansas City plus 220, visiting the Texas Rangers, Jacob DeGrom on the mound. We will not go in that direction, though. Zarillo, we're going to try again to take down the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 10-0. First team to 10 wins. If you bet that in the spring training portion of the spring, you would have made out pretty well. They were plus 900 first team to 10 wins, and their schedule has been puppy poop to start the year. They've got Boston again, one nothing shutout yesterday, and you're going to turn to the Red Sox as a dog. Yeah, I mean, they still haven't even necessarily played a team that was guaranteed to finish over 500 this season. The Red Sox are decent, but that's a very tough division. So, who knows? This is not necessarily even a 500 team that they're playing yet, but I do think the market is going to continue to overinflate on the Rays until they lose a game here. It's just one of those things where anytime you have a team who is very publicly on a winning streak or a losing streak, you see the market sort of overinflate into that streak because the books know that the public is going to come in and ride it and continue to ride it until it loses. But I do like the Red Sox here. I think they should be just a bit shorter on the line as uh, road underdogs. I'm very high on Garrett Whitlock as a pitcher. We've seen him work out of the bullpen. We've seen him work out of the rotation. His longevity isn't going to be there probably for more than five innings. 
But on a parenting basis, I put him right with the number two starters already. You know, we talked about Grayson Rodriguez being in that tier for me. It's kind of a similar tier to where I rate the Luis Castillos of the world. That's sub 325 expected ERA, but still above three group. And Whitlock is already there for me on a parenting basis. McClanahan is a tier above. He's in that ace tier. He's in that 2.75 ERA type tier. But I don't think people would put Whitlock that close to McClanahan on a per-inning basis. The key is going to be the bullpens, the Rays do have the bullpen advantage, the Rays have the advantage in a lot of spots in this matchup. But the Red Sox are just a bit too wide on the price line. So plus 154 would be my target. It's breaking about Boston for two for today. And like I said, there's no guarantee that we'll continue to bet against the Rays until they lose the game. But if I had to guess, I'd say it's more likely than not, we're going to find value on them until it happens. So Boston, a plus 154, nothing I'm particularly in love with, but the value is definitely there. If you missed it yesterday, Zerillo live on the show found that the Rays World Series odds were halved from where they were in spring training leading up to opening day. And that remains the case at Pet MGM, 12 to 1 uh, to win the World Series. So not much has changed. Another win certainly helps. We'll add too, and we, we talked a lot about Shane McClanahan down the stretch last year. His command was a bit iffy last start, four walks against Washington. And Garrett Whitlock did perform well in his final rehab start at Double A Portland. This is his first start of the season. Debundo. Any, uh, I think you're going to, you have some interest in this game as well. Tampa and Boston, can the Red Sox hand the Rays their first L of the year? I certainly think they can. I'm going to bet the first five only here uh, at plus 150. Uh, Whitlock is not nearly stretched out or built up enough. Uh, Globe reporter Alex Spire said Friday that, you know, he sat 93 to 95 in the first inning and then, was sitting closer to 91 to 93 in the third and fourth inning. Uh, and and so that is a concern for me uh, with his potential longevity here. And then, of course, as Sean mentioned, significant bullpen edge for Tampa Bay. So I'm only going to target the first five. If you can have first three lines, I even think that's interesting because I agree. McClanahan concerns me with uh, regards to his uh, command issues that even in the first start, his first pitch strike rate was down pretty considerably. Uh, and so that's a little bit concerning for me. Uh, and I think that if he's consistently pitching from behind against this lineup, he could get into some trouble. It's funny. Sean talked about the uh, pitching or the, the, the Rays upcoming schedule. This is the next four starters that the Rays are going to see Chris sale, Corey Kluber, Jose Brios, you say Kikuchi. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be some ugly, ugly, ugly underdogs that I think Sean's going to be betting if the Rays keep winning games. But uh, it certainly will be interesting uh, to see if the, how long they can keep this streak going. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's about as good as it gets. And yeah. then, and yeah, then I mean, they're, they're, just, face, they're, they're, they're high rolling like Noah. the greatest schedule to start a season ever, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Detroit and Washington, the first two starts for McClanahan, as is the case for many Rays pitchers here to begin the season. I'll, a quick thought on, on the total. It's set at seven and a half. I know we we talked a lot about the Red Sox being an over team Zerillo early on. I know they're at the trop again. One, nothing shutout yesterday. Do you think that's a, a fair, a fair line? Seven and a half. Yeah. I have it at 7.4. It's difficult for me to get totals with good pitchers above seven and a half at the trop. That's why I mentioned yesterday, seeing that total at eight and a half, even with lesser pitchers, 
historically totals at eight and a half or higher at the trop have gone under at a 55% clip and generated a consistent ROI. So anytime you see that eight and a half or higher at the trop, you should perk up a little bit because there's a good chance you should be betting an under there. But seven and a half is probably about right for this park in almost any game. Okay, before we wrap up, final bets for this Tuesday slate. Every team is in action tonight. We'll go to Zerillo. And the theme of the pod today, not underdogs, but first fives. And you've got a bunch more you want to give out. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, first five favorites. So just from a matchup optics perspective, the Cardinals' first five is a super obvious play. Uh, Cardinals, by far the number one offense in baseball left season against left-handed pitching. Kyle Freeland, pretty pronounced splits versus righties and lefties. An expected fit for his career close to five against right-handed hitters and the Cardinals can put out a lineup entirely of right-handed or switch inning bats. So Cardinals should continue to smash left-handed pitching. Freeland has been good thus far. This is a nightmare matchup for him. So the Cardinals on the first five line, another one of these parlay pieces I like, or I mean the straight bet is gone at minus 140. So it's parlay basically or bust to about minus 155. Uh, the Mets and the can Phillies. I jump in? Can I jump, in? Can I, can I, can I jump yeah, in quickly? Go ahead, Brenner. I'm seeing a first five total of six and a half because I was just going to ask you why not play the the over in the first five, but that is wow, six and a half. And I know it's at Coors Field, but it's six and a half runs. Holy yeah, cow. that's sometimes you know in the summer months we'll see them get up to seven at Coors when these totals get closer to thirteen, so they can they can get really high up there. I do not love betting the under sevens at Coors Field because it means yeah. the offensive environment is usually pretty jacked up that day. But we do get into those sometimes in the summer just because when it's it's comical to look at the first five market and see an under seven at Coors Field, and then you look at a windy game at Wrigley and the full game total six and a half. Like just the, the comedy of toggling between those on the odds board is kind of fun for me, but yeah, it's, it's a pass for me on the total. I would have, okay. I did not even, I would have, I always look at the Cardinals first five team total in a situation like this. The number just wasn't there. I would need something closer to plus money. And I believe it was minus minus one twenty on a three and a half. So no value there purely going to be Cardinals money liner pass for the first five innings. Hopefully it comes down and I can add a straight up there as well, but yeah, just love that matchup purely from a scouting standpoint. Um, the model likes it a little bit too, so happy to see the little one. The Mets and the Phillies uh, today when I woke up, both bets that I added just after line movement last night. So I parlayed the Phillies' first five last night at a very small edge. It's in a range where you can bet it straight today. I like them in either half up to about minus 160. Jesus Lazardo getting a ton of love. Fastball velocity come way back up. He's throwing... As hard as any lefty starter, except for Shane McClanahan, he's like a couple of points on a 97-mile-an-hour fastball behind him. So right there with McClanahan in terms of velocity, may even surpass him at some point. But the Phillies do project better for me against lefties than righties. Have a lot of right-handed sticks. Kyle Schwerber actually hits lefties decently well. And the Marlins continue to be an embarrassment offensively. I know they're much better against righties than lefties. Historically bad against lefties last season. But Aaron Nola has gotten roughed up. And I think the discrepancy with Lazardo pitching well thus far and Nola getting roughed up a bit thus far, I think it's brought the public perception of them closer together than where I have them projected, which is roughly a run apart in terms of an ERA. So the Phillies in either half seem like a value bet to me. And then the Mets as well, I added on the first five line today. Uh, bet the first five over last night. I believe that's come out of range, but... Again, project about a run differential between David Peterson and Ryan Weathers. And the Mets got much better against left-handed pitching. 
versus where they were last year. They also have Francisco Alvarez presumably hitting ninth for them, which gives them another bat against lefties. So the Mets project very well against lefties. The Padres kind of a neutral splits team for me. So uh, pitching advantage, splits advantage for the Mets up to about minus 130 is where I'd put them first off. All right, DeBundo, final bets before we get out of here. Yeah, I almost never bet run lines, but I'm very, very, very tempted to lay one and a half with the Cardinals tonight at Coors. Uh, I agree with Sean on that. Uh, I like to bet. The only time I'll really ever bet a run line is you'll see me on a road team with a higher total. Of course, it's all priced in, but uh, just from a feeling point of view, I prefer, I feel better about laying runs at Coors uh, when I know that the offensive environment is going to be very good. And I do like And the with a road tonight. team getting nine innings guaranteed as well. Exactly. Right. Yep. Um, so that's one that I'm contemplating playing, but a couple bets that I have made. I took an F5 under four and a half uh, at one book this morning in the Twins White Sox game. Pablo Lopez has added a sweeper and it has been extremely effective. His fastball velocity is up as well. Uh, the sweeper, 124 stuff plus first start, 114 second start, got a lot of whiffs on it, befuddled many hitters. Looked really impressive. And he's a guy that I've always been a little lower on because I think he, he benefited from that park in Miami. But with the fastball velocity and the new pitch, he's definitely moved up a tier uh, against Lance Lynn. I do expect the Twins to play a major league lineup today, which they did not yesterday. But uh, I, I still like the under in that at four and a half. But you can also find at BetMGM over three and a half, minus 125. It's a decent middle opportunity for that to land exactly on four. You have to lay a little bit of juice on both sides, minus 125 up to minus 140 on the, on the four and a half. But uh, I like the under four and a half more. But again, like I said, if you want to come back with some of it on over three and a half at BetMGM, you can. Uh, I also like the Cubs' first five um, up to minus 120 with Hayden Wesneski. We bet him last week on this show. He gave up a couple of homers to the Reds at Great American Park. I'm not too worried about Wesneski, though. Four strikeouts in five innings. Uh, the stuff looked good. The sweeper looked really good. He just got, got a couple times in a very friendly ballpark. Chris Flexen's a fly ball pitcher pitching at Wrigley Field with the wind blowing out tonight. I think that's a big issue for him. His uh, stuff has not really been good. He's got more walks than strikeouts this year. Flexen's still a guy I'm not really buying into this season. Uh, and Wesneski, I'm also not really buying this Mariners lineup. Uh, I think it's overrated in the market off of last season. They performed pretty well down the stretch run, but especially against right-handed pitching with Teoscar hitting lefties so much better than he hits righties. Same with Suarez. They just don't really have a lot of depth in that lineup to hit the righties, uh, even with Kelnick hitting a ball to the moon last night. And then uh, the Pirates under is currently sitting at eight. If it gets back to eight and a half, which it looks like it might, I would bet the under eight and a half between Keller and Javier, two pitchers I'm high on this season. But like I said, need the eight and a half to bet that. Uh, and then also it is Dinger Tuesday. So some of the picks I right. like, we talked Cardinals. Jordan Walker's plus 680. Uh, against a left-handed pitcher who gets rocked by them, like like uh, Zerillo mentioned, Kyle Freeland. Uh, he's almost more, he's more than double the price of Nolan Arenado. Which I found surprising, given we know how much hard, how hard he hits the ball. Walker, Jordan at four to one. I mean, it almost doesn't matter who the pitcher is. Uh, Jordan at four to one against uh, Keller and the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Pretty warm in Pittsburgh as well, so not a terrible hitting environment today. And then with the wind blowing out at Wrigley, the Cubs don't have a ton of thump in the lineup. But Patrick Wisdom at three to one is a bet that I like as well to home run uh, today for Happy Dinger Tuesday. I would like to give out Jordan Walker over one and a half total bases plus one ten. Very good. And I'm sure your dog makes you happy too there, Zarello, right? 
I mean, Jordan is just on a different level, folks. <laughs> if you don't see this guy coming out with two runners in scoring position and producing every time, I don't know what you're watching at this point. He's automatic. Aaron Judge is a plus 200 to Homer today in April, which is pretty remarkable. Mm. Uh, pretty remarkable. You know, by the way, mentioning the, the Pirates, I'm glad you mentioned Mitch Keller. If we end up getting Rich Hill and Mitch Keller every Monday and Tuesday on this podcast, we're gonna have a fun. We're gonna have a fun summer. Just wait for just wait for Luis Ortiz. I'm putting that name on your radar now. I'm gonna put it out there. Eventually, he will start for the Pirates this season, and I'm gonna be betting Luis Ortiz a lot. Well, it could be an early night for payoff pitch. So many first fives, you can get to bed early after uh, most of these games uh, get going. You you don't have to sweat the bullpens. It's 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 more fun I, in a way. Yeah, it's great. First five favorite money lines. What could go wrong? Everything should be everything should be great. Uh, good stuff. Again, you can find Sean Zarello opening pitch uh, on the Action Network app, actionnetwork.com, full write-up for projections and picks for today's slate. Anthony DeBundo, thanks for stopping by. We are back on Friday for Payoff Pitch. We're here Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. Thanks for tuning in. Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm Brendan Glasheen. Enjoy, everybody, and we'll see you on Friday. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.